and welcome to the Taste of Scotland podcast. I'm your host, Jim Gordon, and I'm here to tell you all the exciting things that we've got planned for you this June, uh, June 18th to be exact, Father's Day weekend in Franklin, North Carolina. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have uh, two different stages of music for for your enjoyment. We've got uh, Tawatha Dia, a regional band out of Gatlinburg, got some fine Appalachian, Celtic, uh, kind of a rock punk sound to them there. They're going to be our headliner band. We also have the Jacobites by name, which is an awesome traditional Scottish music. Uh, uh, they are going to be joining us also, as long as, as well as, excuse me, a Rainbow Inn. They are a local band. They're playing some Irish music. Got a great sound. You're going to love them too. That's all on our main stage. We'll also have some other acts to fill out the main stage. We're looking for some uh, dance troops. If you know anybody who would like to join us with some Irish dance or some Highland uh, dancing, either uh, country square dancing or the, uh, uh, the flings and the reels, we'll be looking forward to that. Also, on our second stage, uh, my lovely lady, Norma Jean, will be uh, playing over there. Uh, along with the, uh, we're going to have some Cherokee demonstrations. The uh, folks over there at the Cherokee Museum have agreed to come and, and show us some storytelling uh, techniques and uh, dancing and some other uh, activities um, that are associated with the Cherokee. And the reason we're doing that is because of the uh, long history of interaction between the Scottish settlers and the Cherokee nations. Also, we've got for you the Highland Games. That's what it's all about. We have registered athletes from around the Southeast. They're going to be coming to Franklin, North Carolina on June 18th, and they will be competing in the caber toss, in the sheaf toss, which is a uh, burlap bag uh, filled up with hay, I believe, or straw, and they stick a pitchfork in it and see how far they can toss it up in the air. It's fun to watch. Also, the dead weight. Uh, toss and the uh, shot put and the hammer throw all the traditional Highland games we will have for you there uh, in Franklin and they are competing for points this is a very serious competition for these folks uh, the points they can move up to the next level perhaps the Grandfather Mountain Games or others uh, also we will have the uh, Border Collies we've got uh, Blue Ridge Border Collies um, from Brevard they're going to come over and give us some demonstrations on the uh, herding of the sheep. Uh, if you've never seen this, it is uh, phenomenal the way the focus that these dogs have. They, it's if you've seen, uh, I'm sure you've seen some of the movies. Uh, Babe was a was a classic movie for the for the sheep herders. That's the kind of thing that we're looking for, and we we've, we've got them here in Franklin, June 18th. Got that date. Um, also, we have a coup. We have a Highland coup. Now, what is a Highland coo? It's very similar to a cow, only it's a lot hairier. It's one of those long-haired cows. They call them coos over in uh, Scotland. We've got one that's going to be hanging out at the Macon County Fairgrounds with us on June 18th. Um, what else we got? Oh, we've got the Kids Corner. That's going to be fun. We will have all kind of activities over there for the young ones. Uh, some junior uh, apparatus of the Highland Games that they can compete with and play with and also some arts and crafts and some uh i believe nessie is going to be there and we'll have a lot of fun with that uh also the arts and crafts we have vendors are, are lining up if you'd like to be a vendor and join us just let us know 
tasteofscotland.org is where you can go and find out some more uh, information on uh, the vendors um, and the uh, prices and all that stuff. Also, we have, we'll have some the food. We are the Taste of Scotland. We've got uh, St. Andrew's Square, I believe, is, is planning on coming. And we've been talking to uh, Scottish Cottage, an, another Scottish food vendor out of Asheville. Hopefully, we can get him over here to uh, join us. Um, what else? Go ahead. That's what we've got so far. We're planning on some more things. We're looking all the time for, for different acts, maybe some falconry and some other demonstrations to spread the Scottish culture, because that's what we're doing this for. This is what it's all about, and to have a good time. We'll start off, actually, on Friday night, on June 17th. We're going to have a parade downtown. Uh, about 6 o'clock or so, we'll start off at Town Hall, go up Main Street, uh, around the corner there at, at the next traffic light, and come back around uh, Stewart Street to our Cayley, which is uh, just a Celtic word for a party is basically what it is. Rainbows end. They're going to be running up for us and anybody and everybody is invited to, to bring your instrument with you and, and join in and have some fun. We'll be at the Raskellers there on, on Stewart Street in downtown Franklin. That is on Friday night. We've got the Pipes. I haven't mentioned those guys yet. The Pipe and Drum Corps. We're looking at uh, the Highlands Pipe and Drum. We've been talking to uh, Michael Waters. He's going to bring his group up. We've got a group of youngsters coming out of Charlotte. They're going to drive all the way over here and join us, hopefully on uh, uh, Saturday. And we'll be here to do some parading uh, at the fairgrounds. We've been talking to the Grandfather Mountain uh, Pipe and Drum Corps. They're a top-notch organization right there. And you know, we can get them to join us. Also, we're going to have... Uh, we've been talking to the ones that have come before, John Muir McIntosh Band out of uh, Atlanta, I believe. They're going to be joining us, hopefully, also. We haven't, we haven't finalized that, but we'll have plenty of pipe music, plenty of, of Celtic music of all kinds, and we're really looking forward to all this. We would like you to be there. If you want to be a part of it, please uh, look us up online there at tasteofscotland.org. Um, we're looking for sponsors. We've got uh, quite a few sponsors already uh, lined up. We've got folks, both the, uh, the city of uh, Franklin and uh, Macon County uh, Tourist Development Organizations are going to help sponsor us and, and help us out with there. We've got Four Seasons Landscaping is a very generous uh, donation there from Rick. Uh, he'll be sponsoring us. We've got folks like uh, Jim City Vacuum. I've got a list I'm going to read. Jim City Vacuum is uh, already signed up to be a sponsor. Bryant Funeral Home. Also, Franklin Glass, a very generous donation from Franklin Glass. Uh, Smoky Mountain Chrysler, as well as the Countryside Chevrolet dealerships. They're lined up to be our sponsors and helping us out. Silver Threads and Golden Needles. They're a little shop down, a sewing shop, I would assume, downtown Franklin. They're uh, already signed up to help sponsor us. Dodge Packaging is... Uh, also with us, and uh, Highlander Roofing, just to name a few. If you'd like to join us, look us up, tasteofscotland.org. Uh, you can uh, download the PDF there to get the uh, sponsorship forms, the vendor forms, uh, the food vendor forms, clan forms. We have the Rose Clan is already uh, signed up, ready to come join us. Uh, we usually get Hay, uh, Clan Hay, um, Mac, uh, McLaren, um, well, should be there. The grants are usually there, and we're looking forward to as many 
clans to come with their representatives and explain, you know, join the family. First time I went to the Gordon tent, first thing they say, oh, you're a Gordon. Well, welcome home, because that's what it's all about, family. Okay, uh, that's what we got going here in, in June. Real quickly, we've got a uh, gathering. If you'd like to see, if you'd like to join us and become a part of the Taste of Scotland Society, we will be having a gathering on April 23rd at uh, the Big Bear Pavilion there at the Greenway, just uh, just off, off the bridge, by the bridge there where the Greenway is by the river in downtown Franklin. Come check us out, join us. We'll have some music and you know some refreshments and uh, do some tartan searches. If you'd like to do that, we can uh, take your surname and see if it matches up or who it matches up and you find out what, if, uh, what your tartan is, what your clan seal, what your clan motto and all that, all that fun stuff uh, will be there. Um, I think that's about all I got to say right now about that. What we're gonna do right now, I do have another little story I wanna tell you, but I'm gonna save that for just a minute. Uh, Josh has some footage from uh, a, a gathering that we had before, and he's going to play that for you so you get a good idea of what we do, what we're looking like, and what we're talking about, and we'll be right back. I'm sure he'll be, and the very first. 
lifted air he shoots to kill both my young son and me. And early nurse sits and sings, and I, she sings, by Lily
you're back. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that. What I'd like to close out this show with is, is just a, a wee bit of a story here. Um, on Wednesday, April 6th, it'll be Tartan Day in the United States. Now, why would the United States of America have a Tartan Day? Well, uh, in March 1998, Senate Resolution Number 155 declared April 6th as Tartan Day. Why, you ask? Well, to find out, we'd have to go back some 700 plus years and to the June 14th, 1314, the Battle of Bannockbrook, in which Robert de Bruce uh, asserted his dominance with his victory there at Bannockbrook. He became firmly, in Scotland, the king. However, England didn't think so. And they were still intent on making Scotland theirs. Edward II, by this time, was the king of England. And it took a, a lot of persuasion, which meant war. And throughout 1315, 1316, um, the Bruce was, was going into, first into Ireland. He set his brother up as king of Ireland for a few years. And he also went into northern England, as far as, as York. Even there was an invasion of the city of York. Uh, in 1315. Now this all uh, caused Edward II to pause a bit and he agreed to a, a ceasefire, a truce, for, for two years. From 1319 to 1321, the war, there was a ceasefire. Uh, Robert Bruce took this time to uh, go to the Abbot of Arbroath in, uh, in Scotland and he had a a document written up known as the Declaration of Arbroath. Now, this declaration uh, was was pinned by by the abbot there in Arbroath, uh, a fellow named Bernard de Lytton. Now, Bernard was also the Chancellor of Scotland, and an interesting side note was the keeper of the sacred relics, which included the scepter and the uh, the uh, the crown the uh, uh, sword, and also a, a wooden box that dated back to the uh, 7th century and was supposed to have held some of the remains of Columba, St. Columba, who was a uh, Irish uh, missionary who came to convert all the Picts of, of Scotland. And it was also at a time of the nation of Del Riata, now, Del Riata was an uh, Irish folks, Celts, that Gaulish they were, came to uh, Scotland and, and Argyle and some of the western lands of Scotland and set up this nation of Del Riata. Um, the mythology holds that uh, the uh, Scots were descendants of Scotia, who was an Egyptian princess, the daughter of Nefertiti, actually, and uh, because of uh, religious strife, a change of regime in Egypt way back when, uh, she escaped and first landed on the Iberian coast, the Atlantic coast of Iberia, where there were Celtic people there. And be, uh, she had supposedly had special powers and she was uh, kind of mystical and mythical. And she went from there with the Celtics folks up to Ireland first and brought with her uh, 
some magical artifacts, including the Stone of Destiny, which made its way to uh, through Del Riata to Scotland and became the seat, the throne where Scottish kings were anointed for, for centuries. Now, that is how the, the Scots got their name. And that whole mythology is a part of the Declaration of Arbroath. What Robert de Bruce was trying to do was to legitimize his uh, kingship and the, the country of Scotland. Um, early on in, in his, uh, in the, War of Independence uh, for Scotland. He had uh, a rival, uh, John Croman, which uh, he killed at an altar. It was a secret meeting. They had gone to meet. Things got out of hand, and the Robert the Bruce ended up killing John Croman on the altar. And for that, he was excommunicated by Pope Clement the Seventh, I believe. Um, and this was a black mark that he had to, he had to change in order for Scotland to to gain legitimacy. So he got these folks together, and in, in uh, throughout 1390, when the truce was going on in uh, at the Ar Abbey in Arbroath, he got the uh, the Bernard de Linton, the abbot there, to um, pin this for him. The first with the mythology. And then all the reasons why Scotland is Scotland. It's not a northern province of England. And the, the famous lines that everybody knows from this is where he says, As long as there are but a hundred Scotsmen alive, we shall never on any condition be subjected to English rule. It is in truth not for glory nor riches nor even honor that we fight but for freedom alone, which no honest man gives up except with his life. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Uh, not only did they make a cool movie out of it with uh, Mel Gibson and all of them and gave some of the credit to William Wallace. Uh, I love William Wallace. He's a great guy. But this is where it comes from, um, from the, the uh, Declaration of Arbroath. Now, on April 6, 1320, this was presented to the Pope, uh, I believe it was John the 22nd. And um, he took this because of, the, of this declaration. He said, yes, Scotland is an independent nation and should be treated as such and was not under subject rule of England. He did not release the, uh, reverse the excommunication to quite a few years later, but that's a story for another day. But because of this and because Oh, some 400 years later, 450 years later, another country, another document was, was penned known as the Declaration of Independence, which had a very similar theme to it. Independence from English rule is what it was. And so that is why in 1998, the uh, United States Congress made this resolution declaring April 6th, Tartan Day, uh, to honor the Scots and those that wear the tartans um, for all the contributions that they have made to not only the U.S., but to all constitutional governments that came after that. American Revolution, the French Revolution, there were quite a many that were based basically on this Declaration of Arbroath. That was the 
the importance of this declaration. Now, at another time, I'll tell you about the Tartans itself. The Tartans didn't come around until years later. Uh, in fact, not until the 1820s. Uh, a fellow named Sir Walter Scott is the one who created the whole Tartan craze, as they say. And that's a story for another day. And we'll get to that on another day. Have a good week. We'll see you next time with some more information on the Taste of Scotland Festival. Thank you.